You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday! Woo! It's another day, another day, and now I have... Yo, I got two awesome guests today, folks. I mean, they're doing some great stuff on screen. I mean, 2008. I mean, they, they're killing it. They've been doing some amazing books. All right. It's an amazing writer. He's an amazing artist that are coming up with a one shot special in two weeks time. Can't actually, no, it's next week. Oh, yeah, man. That's my, my wife's birthday. Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so today, uh, on that Wednesday of the 22nd, we're going to get a scream one shot special called Black Beth and the Devils of Al Kadesh. Uh, no relation. I'm Al Megan Kadesh. No, no, no relation. So let's bring them in. First up, written by the one and only Alec Worley. What's going on, brother? Hello. How you doing? How you doing? All right, brother. Absolutely well. And then let's introduce the amazing artist herself, the one and only Danny. Yay. Hello from Greece. <laughs> well, yeah, folks, if you believe it, check this out. Alec is all the way in London right now. Danny's all the way in Greece, and I'm in good old Orlando, Florida, right? The sixth borough of New York, I like to call it. There's too many New Yorkers here. Like, I never left home. You know, when are the bodegas coming? Do you guys have bodegas? you know what a bodega is? We have something like this, but not exactly. You know, it's like a little corner store, but mm-hmm. it's a mini grocery store. Vado. You can find everything there, even hot food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, well, we, it's so small. We have something like that here, which we call Psilka Zidiko, But we also have something like uh, small kiosks. Okay. Uh, that are like, uh, but they are all the story now. They are getting uh, destroyed one by one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so only bodega style um, shops, corner shops. <laughs> gotcha. She got it. So you guys in, in, in London don't got no, no conveniences like that? Come on now. We have uh, Tesco Metro. That's what we have. And just, just funny little shops. I don't know what you call them. Great. My, my neighbor's taken this opportunity to start drilling. Can I just quickly go and shut the window? I'm so well, no worries. You go ahead. And we talk to the amazing Danny over here. So, Danny. We also have comics in these uh, bodegas here. Oh, really? That's the one thing the bodegas. Oh, what? My bodegas do not sell comics. Now I'm jealous. <laughs> now you beat yeah, us. And, and because we didn't have um, too many comic shops like 10, 15 years ago. Um, no, 10, okay, we had. But 20 years ago, yeah. we would only find uh, most of our comics there. But oh, yeah. it would be like issue, X-Men issue number 13 and then issue number 1300. And you had to <laughs> imagine the story in between. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, but at least you had access somehow to the comics, yeah. you know. What's the first comic book you fell in love with? Well, it was uh, X-Men, actually. It really was. That's it. that. That was your baby. What particular character on the X Men caught you either most? I liked Storm a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's what I said that I had to imagine everything in between the issues. So maybe this helped. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Alec? What was your first comic book that that you fell in love with and then kind of inspired you? 
a lot. I, I, I had a similar thing because in the UK, like back in my day, you didn't really have comic shops. So like what we had at the bottom of my road where I lived in South London, my nan used to know the lady who worked at the post office. And every Sunday we used to go down there and pay the papers and she'd give me a stack of like American comic books from sort of Marvel, DC. But they were all just jumbled up and you just had like amazing art and they looked awesome. But you only got kind of got a fragment of it and you never understood where where it all went. So um, I ended up more with kind of British humor comics and a couple of British okay. adventure comics and stuff like that. But it wasn't really until the 90s. No, it wasn't until about sort of the late 80s when a comic shop opened up near me and I got into, I think it was probably Slain, the Horned God from 2008. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sexy covers too, I would say. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of got welcomed into the cult of comics in this one little shop, and it was run by this bloke who was like, "All right, son, it's not it's not enough to get one comic. You've got to make sure that you get all the alternate covers, and you've got to get all the tags <laughs> and all the backing balls." And there's me like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that." So I'm spending all my money on <laughs> this madness. But yeah, so it was the first like, American comics was probably Lost of Vertigo. Oh so, really? Okay. Yeah, so it would have been things like Sandman. I remember Dark Horse did loads of Punisher and uh, not Punisher Terminator and um, Aliens yes. vs Predator. It was the first one that I got and had the whole run of and loved every second of oh, it. Oh, you did! Oof, oof, oof! Yeah, Danny. Since you said you had gaps as a kid, did hmm. you ever fill those gaps later on in life? Like, okay, I could finally buy them or pay, and see what the story finally was. <laughs> I could have, but I didn't. I just okay. found out about everything that I was missing out and all mm-hmm. these new stories and comics and I just jumped into these. But maybe I should at some point. Yeah, finish, finish. Yeah. Come on, fulfill finish the mystery. Like, I need to know what happened to X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I need to <laughs> Are they still alive? Apparently they are. But okay. Oh, yeah, we have multiple versions of X-Men apparently mm-hmm. all running around at the same time. Don't ask. It's very convoluted. You'll be very confused. You're going to need a couple of, of bottles of wine to, to get through oh, right okay. now. Oh, well, that's okay. Bottle of wine. <laughs> 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 you get inspired. I know, I know. For sure. mm-hmm. Or cool. not do anything and just drink. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do this real quick right here, though. Let's talk about the wonderful book you're coming out with, right? It's coming out next week on the 22nd. It's a screen one shot special. This amazing character called Black Beth. Now, I'll be honest, you know, coming here from the American side, I didn't have much access to Scream 2008 or, you know, books like that. I, it wasn't something that I would see normally on the bookshelf. You know what I mean? There was probably something that was in the back, but I wouldn't get past, you know, Marvel and DC as a kid. So <laughs> my first introduction was actually this. And then I see that she has a history. So do one of you want to, Alec, you know, since I saw that you were mentioned as, you know, that you kind of fell in love early with the character. Can you let our listeners and viewers know who is Black Beth? You know, what, what's her story? So she's a, she's a weird one. She's a, she's a character that's obscure and odd, even by the standards of obscure British comics. So <laughs> she started life. She was commissioned in 1976, and she was co-created by a Spanish illustrator called uh, Blas Gallego, Gallego, and uh, who went on to do tons. He became famous for doing tons of Conan paperback covers and oh, lots okay. of spicy erotica as well and <laughs> naughty boy yeah. um so anyway so so black Beth was commissioned for this anthology comic that was going to come out in the 70s but the comic got canned before it ever saw publication so all oh, of these wow. beautiful black and white pages sat in a drawer 
in an office in rainy London for 10 years until so in 1988, they, they, the, the publishers found the pages in a drawer and stuck them in a Scream holiday special. And I okay. picked this special up when I was a kid, and it completely blew me away. This was a time when I was into Warhammer, Conan, Fight mm. books. I was an absolute just fancy junkie. And um, <laughs> I didn't really understand what a fantasy story was doing in a horror book, but I kind of loved it anyway. And it yeah. was just incredible. It was about this young woman who ends up going on this quest for vengeance against uh, bad guys in the land. And she's aided by her blind psychic uh, called Quido. And there's prophecies and witches. And it's kind of set in this strange European kind of world that's all kind of smoky and witchy and strange. And um, but but that was it. It was just the one episode and she just disappeared and never came out again until two years ago when Keith Richardson, the brilliant editor for uh, Scream Misty, he started reviving some of these other characters. And I said, dude, have you, can, is there any way we could bring back, back Black Bear? <laughs> Who the bloody hell's Black Bear? And I like, remember the 1988 holiday special that she came in? The-? And uh, he, he, he dug her out and we revived. And I said, like, if we revive her, can we please, please can we have Danny on board? Because she would be perfect for this. And I've worked with Danny previously, another little uh, horror fantasy short. And I just thought her style would just be perfect for it. So uh-huh. we did <laughs> the Magos of Malice that turned up in one of the specials a couple of years back. And this was followed by another one called The Witch Tree. And then we got the chance to do this full page. Apparently it was quite popular. I don't know. So I don't really keep up with the reviews yeah. too much. But, uh, but yeah, apparently uh, people liked it. And yeah, then Keith gave us a call and said, uh, we're getting the team back together. Can you do a, a, a complete one shot? So um, yeah, here we go. So I was just like, oh my God, what are we going to do here? So yeah, I, I, I kind of opened it out. I wanted to do, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do an old school sword and sorcery, no snark, no jokes, just in it, completely take it seriously. I wanted What I wanted to do was kind of what Spielberg did was with Razor Lost Ark. Spielberg was doing with that. He wasn't trying to homage any one particular movie or one particular mm-hmm. book. He was trying to recreate the feeling he had as a little kid or a young adult watching all these cliffhangers. And I wanted to get across that exact, yeah. the exact same kind of sense of wonder that I had when I was watching Jason the Argonauts for the first time or Golden Voyager Sinbad and all these Harryhausen movies and then reading Conan stories and Conan comics, you know, John Bussimer and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But at the same time, making it current and hopefully kind of speaking to an audience, the kind of audience that would be into Critical Role and D&D these days. So, yeah, that, that was it. My whole thing was just take it seriously. Don't joke about it. Don't make it tell a story through through this this, this whole kind of framework that the genre gives you. But just um, but yeah, play it straight and just just go for it and just make it. And, and job well done. Oh, this is a fantastic story. I've had the pleasure to read it. Thank you to Screen for for giving Comic Crusaders a, a preview copy, and and I read the story and it's beautiful. But as you mentioned, the art, holy smokes, like folks. Danny, what is your inspiration? I'm going to put this on a big. So people could eat this up. I mean, look at this art. Gorgeous, gorgeous art, detail, emotes. I mean, where do you get your inspiration, Danny? Well, first of all, thank you so much. It's so rewarding to hear something like that. (laughs) 
seriously, because most of the times we, we're just at home working and no one, we don't know what people think of what yeah. we do. So when you hear someone that likes it, it's it's really rewarding. Thanks, Mark. Oh, it's my pleasure. And <laughs> I believe everybody thinks your work is amazing. It truly it does does stand out. So, you know, what what's your, your like, you know, your work model, your ethic, your process? What do you use for inspiration to make this world up? In conjunction okay. with Alec. Well, for this specific comic, because in most of my project, my my projects, my style changes a bit uh, according to what the mood of the story is, and I can't, I don't control it exactly. It's, it just happens. And with this one, my greatest inspiration was uh, Sergio Topi, who is. Uh, one of the masters uh, yes. here. Like, ah. And I've grown up, It was I've also grown up with uh, his comics. Uh, it was one of the first books I got. Of course, I didn't find it in Greece back then. Ah, okay. My cousin, she was uh, traveling a lot back then, and she was in France, and she told me, hey, Danny, I found this uh, book, and it's really amazing, and I think you're going to like it. And she gave it to me, and... I think it has uh, influenced my work a lot. And I channeled all of these, um, the details yeah. that he puts u- usually in his work. He yeah. used to put. You're absolutely right. I see it here. Yeah. This is where mm-hmm. I see it. This page. I mean, even this, this is one panel. And I love it. Again, the panel usage too. I mean, mm-hmm. w- w- where's your mind at when you're doing these different panels throughout? Because if you see every page, the layout is so different on each. Mm-hmm. Yes, the but way you I lay mean, out the art. You know? Okay, Sergio Top is not the only one who's doing this. I've been really inspired by Eduardo Riso as well. In oh, my yes. Mind. Because the way he makes the page is just... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's pops. never boring. And reading these comics, I always told myself that I want to create the same excitement that I always got from comics like that. And um, so it's really important for me to make an interesting page. Not that, like, I, I don't start with the with the mindset that okay, I'm going to make this interesting for okay. the reader. Sorry, reader. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm second. No, I, 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 <laughs> important. But if I myself don't do something that I don't find interesting, I zone out in yeah. a bad way. And um, so I'm just trying to make things interesting first for me, and uh, then for everyone else. <laughs> No, that's fair. It's like a chef, right? You you know, if they love what they're doing at the moment, you taste the love in the food. But, you know, if it was done with with, with any type of hesitation, the food is not going to taste the same. It's going to be different. It's missing that that key ingredient. So Mm -hmm. that's where I could see what you're saying. You have to have Mm -hmm. that ingredient that, okay, I'm loving this too. So what was Mm -hmm. it about Black Beth that, that, that got you like, yeah, I'm digging this character? Yeah. Well, first of all, I really want to work with Alec again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was one point. And um, I didn't know ab- about Black Beth. I'm one of everyone. <laughs> okay. All of these people who didn't know. Poor Alec Beth. was alone growing up. Black <laughs> Beth. Black who? What are you talking about? You've been alone for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know about her. And when Alec and Keith uh, told me about her story and uh, they sent me some uh, these pages that you have, Alec, from the original. 
and I saw her and I was like instantly hooked because I really liked uh, how she looked uh, and I was like okay I really want to draw her and um, it was a fun story I really liked the story and um, yeah I, I, it was no was never an option gotcha <laughs> it, 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 it was more like when <laughs> when, when, when are we doing this by let's get it done I love it <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, the whole process is really fun. Alec, yeah. I'm having great fun with you. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I love this. This is somebody that Conan would so fall in love with right there. She reminds me also of Bellet, you know, from the Conan stories. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. The queen of the Black Coast. But we based her on, because in taking it from the original strip, in the original strip, she was a little bit older, and Quido was as well. So we kind of changed because the readership. I wanted to make the readerships kind of slightly younger, so we yeah. made Beth late teens, early twenties. We based her on like a young Barbara Steele to kind of have okay. that sixties, Euro horror vibe. And Quido, I kind of I was sending I was sending Danny all these pictures, like mm-hmm. this picture of Barbara Steele and uh, Liam Hemsworth was in there for like Quido, and there was this is a picture of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> the tree okay get this yeah so there's the tree in the original conan movie with arnold that he gets yeah. crucified to the tree that tree okay. is still standing in real life and so, I, so really? I, I found a picture of the tree and i said right danny that this is the tree yeah and she drew that that was the central tree that was in the second story but i kind of wanted to set it in in the way that like these fantasy worlds you kind of take real history but just kind of use it as a springboard for something else i kind of wanted, of wanted to set it in like a rocky, arid, Mediterranean, kind of almost like southern Spain. Bit of a tip to the hat to the original artist. But also Danny as well. I wanted to have that kind of Euro vibe. and But with this kind of Moorish influence, almost like feeding into the Arabian Nights, in bad, that kind of thing. And just kind of use that as a springboard to just kind of take it off into this kind of Neverland of adventure kind of thing. Oh, but achieve because obviously this is just one of the one of three stories that's going to come out in the special that you worked on so you you had fun with black beth and this this fantastic one shot i mean but again danny's art is what's really like killing me because i love the black and white but but the art here though again i want to see this on a conan or even like you guys mentioned a red sonia prior because that's something that would be amazing in this style again folks look how beautiful this page is but this is the first time Danny colored her art, right, Danny? Yes. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm really bad with colors, but I, no, I, I dig so it. Long, and I haven't tried it before for published work. It was the first time. So I was quite, I, I wasn't so confident about it, but uh, okay, it, it ended up like this. And I'm happy Keith uh, really believed in me doing this. And he said, yes, okay, you can color it yourself. Yeah, I mean- Look at this. This is gorgeous. I love this. That color, you, all the different shades of the color, but yet you see her. It's so dynamic. I mean, the whole emote, the eyes, gorgeous, yo. You got a, you got a, a blessed hand, Danny, for real. Oh, man, thank you, God. <laughs> I was saying this, this kind of like, almost like a mirage. Like this, It was supposed to be full of heat. It was supposed to yeah. be really hot and creamy and woozy, and she's, she's kind of got that, it, it, it just, that delirium to everything it yeah. just looks perfect. no it, it does i mean so what happens now so this amazing book is going to come out right next week right and what are we hoping for here are we going to get more possibly of a black path you know is it dependent on the one shot uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I, cause I think people got to get into it. Because I think, like you said, fans of the D&D, uh, you know, Conan, all that type of sorcery, they're going to love this. Red Sonya, you know, they're going to love this. I'm digging it. I'm already got to tell my comic shop, please add this to my pull list because I need a, a, I'm a print man. I don't believe in digital. I need my print. Yes. So that way one day I meet you, you know, you could sign it. Yeah, yeah, both when you ever come to MegaCon or San Diego or New York or something. Oh, Are you, oh, that's a question there for you guys. Because, you know, obviously with the past year of COVID, you know, and you guys being amazing creators, you know, you, you pulled out this product. I'm sure that was being created during that time. But how did you guys deal with that? How did you deal with it in Danny in Greece? You know, with the pandemic? What? Sorry. Yeah, with the pandemic and how did that affect well, you? Oh, well, I, at first uh, it was uh, kind of fun and relaxing, but like for the first two months, it was a break. Like, okay. We were, everything was slower and uh, I had like, everyone had this mindset that it's happening all over the world. So yeah. we're in this together. And after the two months, uh, it started, everyone started going crazy and especially <laughs> here. Okay, in Greece is a is a vacation destination, and yeah. Greeks travel a lot to the islands um, during the summer. And everyone is thinking about that the moment June hits. <laughs> everyone wants to go to the islands. So, yeah. uh, beginning of June, people started going crazy, and um, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't enjoying it myself. I wanted to go to the beach, and I couldn't. But I think that. This year has um, brought many, okay, some bad things, but also some good things to the surface. And everyone has realized things about themselves and how they, how everyone have uh, dealt with our lives and stuff like that. So, okay, that's, um, it happened. I hope we get out of this with um, good lessons. Yes, I hope so too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know I have buddies out there in the UK, Alex. I know you guys had it had a little lockdown too, and then you guys seem to have been a lot stricter than the US for sure. Yeah, we. Um, I don't want to get political, but yeah, <laughs> <We're> yeah. <laughs> best people for the job in charge, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was um, it was pretty scary to begin with because suddenly I think publishers were just suddenly, oh my god, where's this going to go? Yeah, so, with Diamond, I, they shut down. Yeah, that I think everyone kind of panics at that point. I think I was doing some other projects at the time, and thank God I was lucky I was on one thing, and I just I think I spent most of the time putting pictures together. But there was a lot of, there, to be fair, there was a lot of uh, support for the self-employed, so we got helped out on that side. But but yeah, I think I think Danny's right. I think like a lot of the best people kind of realise that there's a lesson to be learned here. We're not mm. safe until. We all need to look after each other here. Yes. And let's just help each other out. But I mean, it was it was it was weird talking to a couple of artists and other writers as well. They're kind of going, Do you know the difference about this? Because I don't, everyone's kind of a joke. <laughs> they're, they're hermits anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, totally. And I mean like and, and especially I just sort of think, have I because I've been doing this for like fifteen years now, have I gone so mad that I've actually come out the other end and I'm now the sanest person in the room? Like I must have gone through Lally years ago and now I'm yeah, it was. Yes, the answer is yes. That's yeah. I was used to working from home as well, so it's like when they said it's lockdown, I was like, I've been locked down. You know yeah. what I mean? For for <laughs> amount of years already working from home anyway. So it's like yeah. no difference for me. The only thing is I had, I had to wear a mask now when mm-hmm. I went outside. That was the only difference for me. 
But everybody, how do you do this? Well, it's like a lot of patience. <laughs> and, and, and many people had problem with uh, work from home. Yeah. They, they weren't used to this. Exactly. And um, we've been training for this our whole life. <laughs> oh, we've yeah. Been at home. Yeah. True. Funny. Exactly. We're the pros. I, I've come out of it fine. Again, it didn't bother me or affect me. And I'm glad, you know, again, creative types like you, you guys got home offices, really. This is not back in the day where you guys have to travel to, to your actual office and sit in the bullpen. You know, thank goodness that it allowed you to, you know, at least extend that creativity during this break, I hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm pretty sure, you know, with Alex's, Alex brain and Danny's art style. I'm pretty sure you guys got some pretty cool stuff uh, planned. Danny got scared there. There a ghost there? You all right? Uh, no, it was my doorbell, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> Ooh. Didn't you hear it? Like yeah, a- I heard something. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it didn't make me jump. I don't know who it is. I'm not answering that. <laughs> stay stay extra quiet now. Show you, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Good. So what, what do we have planned? And you guys, you know, a future besides the Black Beth. I mean, uh, Alec, do you have any other uh, upcoming projects that, that we need to be aware of? Yeah, this is the annoying thing about being a writer. It's like you, this, there's only so many things that you can actually tell people you're working on. But, sure. but yeah, got to bring up some more pitches for 2008. So hopefully some more Durham Red. I've got a project, uh, another short story coming out with John Carpenter's Storm King. Storm King, that's it. Nicest people in the world, I swear to God. I keep hearing that because I spoke to Nat Jones just recently and Nat works with them as well. And Nat had nothing but high praise for that family. That family, exactly. They are just, they are absolutely fantastic people to work for. I had nothing but praise for them. Uh, so I've got a story with the artist Ben Wilshire in the new Tales from Halloween Night. And that's kind of all I can say at the moment. I am working on some okay. other stuff, but, um, but yeah, nothing I can say at the moment. What a tease, what a tease. So what about you, Danny? You want to tease us with anything? I mean, do you have any projects coming up? What's going on in the world? I'm already working on a book. I started straight away after Black Bed. And uh, I can't say anything about it, but I'm working on it with uh, friends and people I've worked again in the past. And um, other than that, I'm just doing, like, the covers I usually do every now and then, and some short stories and one shot, another one shot. Okay. But it's always frustrating because all of the comics creators that we usually do stuff all year round, and yeah. people think we're not doing anything just because we're not posting. Yeah, well, we can't post anything about it or yeah. <laughs> whatever. And then again, we're just waiting for the announcements. And what about if people wanted to see you guys live in person? You know, are there any events that you guys are doing this year? Are there any conventions opening either in the UK or Greece that you guys are going to attend? Well, go go first. You can get a ladder and stick it up against my window and look at me working. That's <laughs> the Alec Worley convention. Just get mm-hmm. yeah. the ladder. Five minutes. Two dollars for every five minutes. Five dollars. How much would you charge? With um, one special um, guest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No apologies for what I'm doing. I make no apologies for what I'm wearing. Uh, just yeah, it's up to you. It's on, your head, <laughs> on your head, be it. But um, yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've got to watch money at the minute, man. 
man. So I've got to um, gotcha. I've got to be a bit careful with that. But yeah, there's. I know thought bubbles coming. Danny, you going to thought, thought bubbles coming? Yes. I, I, hopefully, it's the the only convention I'm doing this year. But oh, you're I... gonna be there. Oh, my boy Johnny Hughes. He's my UK writer mm-hmm. and host of Outside the Panels and my editor in chief. He's my big mm-hmm. homie, and he's from the UK and he's going to attend. So I'll make sure that he visits you. Yes. <laughs> Because I got to ask you, do you do commissions? Right now or in general? Yeah, do you take commissions? I open my list sometimes uh, within the year, whenever I have time. Okay. Um, and uh, everyone, like, but anyone can ask. Uh, my art dealers are Cadence Comics. Okay. So anyone can ask them and for a spot or whatever. And they are so good at giving information. I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you're a creator. That, that's you're not. Yeah. <laughs> your job is to create. Everybody else do the hand of the business. I know. I get that a hundred percent. Because that's what makes me laugh about a lot of creators. They're like. Um, I just want to create. Can you do this for me or can you help me? I'm like, and I laugh about it, but like, yo, anything, man, because I get it. You guys have to create. That's your purpose, you know, and you guys are creating amazing product. Again, people got to pick this up next week. You can see how awesome Danny is, how awesome Alec is. Because, Alec, let's talk a little bit about the other stories within this awesome special. Because, again, you you, you got some black and white. Like, you were talking about the black and white stuff. You actually have uh, an awesome black and white story within that. Talk a little bit about those collaborative stories that you did there with your other uh, partners real quick. Yeah, that was so the, I think it was like a three-page story I did with uh, Italian artist, Rhea uh, Bulgarelli, I think. Um, Again, I'm a name butcher. Um, I had to write the the entire script in Italian, and I don't speak Italian. Um, Oh, damn. Yeah. So Google Translate to, the whole way, huh? <laughs> back and forth and just using really, really, really simple words and a really simple story that would kind of go. But Andrea was fantastic. And he just did this kind of Buscema style piece. Yes. It's beautiful. And it is. The third one was done by a mystery writer. Definitely not me. Called Doug Graves. And uh, that was with Ricardo. Mm. Can't remember the name. But he, he, he worked on the Dracula Files on screen before. And he's brilliant. So yeah, uh-huh. this book is action packed. I mean, it's fifty plus pages of comic book story and, and amazing art. And you know, you could delve into the mind of Alec you know, at least with those first two stories and see, like, yep, he, this man is a fan for sure. <laughs> and Danny definitely believe captured that imagination of his so beautifully artistically here throughout the book. Again, I mean, people, you gotta really pick up this book and support Scream here in the states. It's gonna again. Let me show it off again, folks. Come on. Look at this cover. I mean, <laughs> look at that damn cover. That was that was Andrea, wasn't it? That was Andrea did the yeah. cover. And there's a, there's a couple of sort of pinups in there as well. Dave Roach, another famous. Yes. Artist. And I am so sorry, but I can't remember the name of the other artist who did the other amazing picture that's in there. But yeah, there's this just it's absolutely just jam packed with stuff in there. Yeah. And look at it. Look, look at the price. Four ninety nine pounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm bad at pricing, but that's pounds, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, again, you're getting 50 plus pages, three stories, pinups, and you, beautiful and you art. You don't do anything about Black Beth before you pick it up. You pick it you up. Don't. You don't. It's the, true. Yeah, that's totally all Very, I wanted. I didn't want it to have any continuity baggage or any of that. It was just a story that anyone could pick up and just go with it for 20 minutes and enjoy it. Will we ever have the Whirly version of a prequel of Black Beth's story? I see that'd be interesting because she's because I've kind of gone away from her, orig, her original origin and the original story 
Brit, she was a again. I think she was kind of this kind of swooning damsel, and she was going to be married to some dude in a village. And then this warlord came along and killed her whole family and and her her husband to be. And then she kind of swears vengeance. So because we've changed up the relationships between the two main characters now, I think uh-huh. that origin might have to change slightly, but. To do like a redo of that original would be quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I gotta see it, man, because you're gonna start making me, you know, add black breath to my. Yeah, and it's funny, mm-hmm. I only have warriors in, in my collection of comics lately. This is what I'm pruning. I'm, I'm just digging this more because it, it doesn't deal with the policies of the world. This really is fantasy. It really is a getaway. You know what I mean? It, it's like you said, it's a serious fun, but it's a fun story. But serious, no, no jokes. You dig it. It's it, it's a film on paper. You know, thanks to the artistic talent of Danny again, it, it, it flows well. It's, it's a movie. It's beautiful. <laughs> that wasn't going. <laughs> yeah, you did it. I know you, you you kicked ass, Danny and Alec. I mean, for real. Well, it so, was a great combo of writer and artist. So. <laughs> no, you definitely, you guys definitely made a great team. So Alec, definitely, you know, kudos on you for. For telling you, T and Yo, I, the, the perfect artist is because again, you know, it, it, it's a hundred, one hundred percent right. I can't wait to see more of Black Beth, guys. I better see more of Black Beth, okay? Want to invest more? Now you guys are gonna make me go back to get the older stuff you guys did too. Now you got me on a mission, but I'm happy. I always love digging into the into the bins to, to look for good That's stuff. Great. Yeah. Emission is always good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know I've been sharing it. Are these the only places that, that if people wanted to give you a shout out or just follow on what you're doing? Because Alec, I got you on Instagram at Mr. Alec Worley and the website AlecWorley.com. Are those the, the best two places to, to contact and see you? Yeah, pretty much. I couldn't get on with Twitter, so I had to kind of pull back onto other stuff. But um, yeah. My website, I wish I could update it a little bit more often, but I just never get the chance. I've got a few craft blogs on there. Uh, I do like talking about writing and how all these things get put together, so I've got a few bits on there. But, yeah, you'll you'll just find me chilling around on Instagram these days. Awesome. And, Danny, how about you? Because I see we got your Instagram at Danny Stress. Do you have anything else? Well, I have a Facebook page, but that's it. I'm really not good with social media. (laughs) (laughs) Because who has time for that? Like, even posting about something and keeping up with it, it's uh, time-consuming, so... Yeah, I, I, I use hero post to schedule. I, everything that goes out now, as I talk to you, things go out by themselves because I schedule it, so that way I don't worry about it. I do everything, like, in two days, and the rest of the week I could take a little bit easier and, and chill out and, and talk to amazing, talented people like yourselves, which is always a good time. So there you go, folks. Make sure to follow these two amazing creators. They have an amazing book coming out. They have an amazing book coming out, as I stated. I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. You, you want to get rid of me already? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Heck, I would love to hang with you all day. Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm sorry. So, again, please follow Alec. Please follow Danny. Pick up this book. It's out next week, folks. You know, go to your local shop already and tell them that you want to get the Black Beth one shot that's coming out. You know, three amazing stories. Amazing art by, by Danny, as you can see again. I mean, come on. Let's do it, kiddos. Out in North America, the way they say it. So it's already, wait a minute. Out in North America, that means you guys, it already was released in the UK. You guys already have it? Came out about a week ago. No, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah. They get it before us, yeah. folks. Look at this. Well, I still haven't got it in Greece, so. Ooh. <laughs> wow. You better take so, care of right now, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take care of her so she can get that copy. Awesome. All right. 
Alec, Danny, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and talking about the book and a little bit about yourselves. You guys are amazing, awesome. Yo, God bless. I'm, I'm happy to have spoken with you guys. And I hope that, again, I get the opportunity one day to see you both in person. I'll alert you early if I climb that ladder, Alex. That way to make sure you're dressed, all right? But I don't want to see nothing that I should. I think you're coming up. I'm not dressing. I'm not dressing. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Meet me, world. This is what I in the window all day. Meet me, world. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so okay. much for having us. No, I, uh, thank you for coming on again. I appreciate it. Folks, you know how we do? This is the Comic Crusaders podcast with Alec Worley, Danny. I'm Al Mega. Visit us at comiccrusaders.com, undercovercapes.com. You know what to do. Actually, you know what? I got to stop saying that so much because it's in my outro, my cool outro, all right? But anyway, I love you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.